What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, guys, no, this is not an update. I'm just, I came on my podcast to, um, just to talk about uh, five uh, players on the New York Giants who I thought, who I honestly thought didn't live up to uh, the expectations in 2022. So let's get right into it. Um, look, led by Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, the Giants completely, you know, obviously they exceeded expectations in 2022 with Brian Dayball and Joe Shane constructing the roster to, t- you know, the Giants finished with a 9-7-1 and record in a playoff run, you know, um, now while the Giants, you know, while this Giants team fell, you know, to, to those dirty Philadelphia Eagles, in the in the uh, division around, you know, this Giants team has proved they have a roster with plenty of talent. Unfortunately, several players, either, you know, uh, several players, either it be due to injury or just an overall lack of production, failed to play to the level that many expected them to. So that's why I'm going to talk about that. That's why I'm going to talk about what I'm about to talk about right now. So let's get into it. Um, number one, you guys are probably, you guys are probably going to be surprised by this one, but I got John Feliciano and here's why. Look, with the signing, you know, with the signing of veteran, uh, interior offensive lineman, John Feliciano, the Giants hope to add a consistent figure to the offensive line at times, you know, at times this guy appeared to be just that. But he also struggled heavily at certain points throughout the season, which was disappointing to see. People expected more from uh, more from Feliciano. You know, um, he finished his first season with the Giants, posting a PFF offensive grade of 57.1, while taking the field in 90, 971 total offensive snaps. He also allowed three sacks while being uh, caught for six total penalties. You know, with the addition of both Luciano and veteran Mark Lewinsky, the Giants look to fortify their offensive line. You know, now if the, now, if the Giants look to bring uh, them both back next season, they could potentially pick up where they left off near the end of the season. You know, um, which ending the season, both of these guys found their footing, you know, um, and played a key role in the team's success. You know, um... If the front office chooses to run it back with the uh, with this group, they could be key to the offensive game, game plan. However, there's no question that Fluciano needs to be more consistent for Brian Dayball and uh, the Giants. So, I got John Fluciano as I got John Fluciano as number one. Number two, I got linebacker Tay Crowder. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, um, there was arguably no weaker point on the Giants' defense than at the linebacker position heading into the season with the Giants moving on from Blake Martinez and losing rookie uh, Darian Beavers to injury. Tay Crowder was set to take on the biggest role of his NFL career. Unfortunately, the former seventh round pick struggled in his expanded role. You know, um, you know, in his third season in the NFL, you know, this guy appeared in just, this guy only appeared in just 13 total games while earning a total of just four starts. He struggled to make his presence felt on the defense, recording just 45 uh, total tackles and three tackles for loss. Time and time again, 
he drove uh, Giants fans crazy with his tip with his uh, terrible play on the field. You know, at times Crowder failed to make his presence felt. You know, in return he lost out on playing time to rookie linebacker Michael McFadden. In the end, the Giants opted to move on from Crowder, choosing to release him. While he was signed back to the practice squad after clearing waivers, he closed out the season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Tate Crowder's number two on my list. Number three, um, even though he had his first year, I think, you know, I should uh, spread some motivation. Number three, I got uh, offensive. I got offensive tackle Evan Neal. Um, look, he- hear me out. When you are selected with the number seven overall, uh, when you're selected with the number seven overall pick in the NFL draft, expectations will literally be sky high from day one. You know, um, this was the case for Evan Neal. You know, upon his arrival to the NFL, you know. Obviously, he was this guy. You know, this guy from Alabama was expected to be a. He was supposed to. He was expected to be a to be a force for Big Blue. While he showed flashes of this talent, you know, during his rookie season, he ultimately struggled to deliver in a way that many hoped he would. You know, um. Now look at. Look, Evan Neal finished his rookie year posting a PFF offensive grade of forty-four point zero. Along with this, he allowed seven sacks while also being called for seven penalties. You know, these, these numbers these numbers do not tell the whole story. You know, for much of his rookie season, this guy played through several injuries. You know, this included a sprained MCL, which, impa- which impacted his play on the field. Now, while he struggled in his debut campaign, it is, listen, it's still far too early to label Neil as a bust. You know, which many have already started to do. You know, his rookie season. Look at this. His rookie season was hardly different from you know from you know from that of his uh, teammate Andrew Thomas, who has now become one of the best left tackles in the NFL. You know, given time, Evan Neal should find his footing in the league. And when this does happen, the Giants could potentially send out. One of the most dominant tackle pairings in the NFL. The future remains bright for the former first round pick. So, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, number uh, three. Um, did I do, uh, is this number three or number four? Let me see. Let me see. Um, hold on. One, two, three. Oh yeah, this is number four. Okay, uh, number four. Um, I got Kadarius Tony, and look it. Similar to Kenny Galladay, more you know, more on him, you know, more on him below, you know. Similar to Kenny Galladay, expectations were sky high for Kadarius Tony heading into his second season. Unfortunately. For both Tony and the rest of the Giants organization, things didn't work out during his rookie season. Tony, you know, Tony did show flashes of, you know, this guy showed flashes of what he could do. You know, this included a 10 reception, 189 uh, yard outing against the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, due to injuries, 
This guy appeared in, he only appeared in just 10 games in his first season. Heading into 2022, you know, um, Tony was expected to play a much bigger role in the offense. But with a new front office and coaching staff leading the way, he struggled to get onto the field. In total, he played in just two games with the team before being even being traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for a pair of draft picks. You know, um, after his arrival in Kansas City, you know, Tony made his presence felt. He ultimately played a key role in them, taking, uh, in, he, obviously he played a key role in the, uh, in the Chiefs, you know, taking home the Super Bowl. You know, while some fans hated seeing Tony win it all after his, you know, after his most out of East Rutherford, at least it resulted in the Eagles not taking home the Lombardi Trophy for the second time in team history. And guys, number one, so yeah, Kadarius Tony's uh, number four. And last but not least, number five, and this is easy. I got wide receiver Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I am so happy because come March 15th, Kenny Galladay's time with the New York Giants will be coming to a close, a close. Based on the past two seasons, this guy has appeared, you know, it, you know, look, it, it appears that this is the best case scenario for both sides, especially with the, uh, with this fan base. In, in his first two seasons, in his first season with the Giants in 2021, Galladay took the field in 14 total games while playing. He only recorded just 37 receptions for only 521 receiving yards. No touchdowns. You know, um, you know, like as the Giants' offense returned to full force in 2022, a lot of people believe that Galladay would take a big would take on a bigger role in the offense. Unfortunately, he took a big step back, while the rest of the offense seemed to find their footing. You know, while he took the field in 12 total games, um, this guy earned just four starts and played in 33% of the team's total offensive snaps. You know, ultimately, he finished the season recording just six receptions for 81 receiving yards and one touchdown. This was a drastic drop-off, even compared to his lackluster 2021 season. Daniel Jones in the New York Giants offense literally found success in 2022. You know, however, if Galladay had put together a strong season that many, uh, many of us Giants fans believed he could have, this team could have... Finish the campaign on an even higher note. Now, though, he'll be released soon enough, and Galladay will be hoping, will be uh, uh, hoping a new team will give him a chance for 2023. His time with the G-Men could not have gone much worse. So that's all I gotta say about that. And yeah, guys, those are my five. Those are my five. Those are my five. Those are the five players that I have on the New York Giants who didn't live up to expectations in 2022 i hope you guys enjoyed this one uh, um like i said like i said i'm going to keep you guys updated about daniel jones and saquon barkley guys but until then i'm out peace